1: Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. How are we out there, folks? Wanted to give you another episode this week because so much is happening in the the Bravo universe. And I was going to talk about the Army Hammer thing. I think I'm going to wait a second to really dive deep into that. I dove into it a little bit on my Patreon, um, but I want to dig into it a little deeper. I was just trying to think of how I wanted to... uh, approach it it's one of the darker pop culture stories but i think it's important to uh to talk about that but uh also you know this is great i just recorded earlier with kiki monique you guys might know know her as the talk of shame from tiktok and instagram she's been on the show before and she's amazing and funny and we really had the best conversation we talked about like deep shit but we also laughed about it i mean i just had a really great conversation but no it's crazy so i'm back in los angeles now Got back a couple days ago, and i I hate that I am like headache, man all of a sudden, like I got a blazing headache, that's how you call it you call it a blazing headache, and I had to literally lay down like I'm at the point in my life where I'm laying down like I don't know if that's like is that like a covid after having covid after effect or is that just what is am i am I migraine guy now like I'm like. I just feel like, am I a damp cloth and sh- turn off the lights guy now? Like, what is going Am I falling apart? F- for real, it was so frustrating. I literally <laughs> laid down for this last hour and a half. And then, of course, people are like, uh, no screens. I'm like, my whole life is a screen. I can't do no screens. You know what I'm saying, folks? Um, but anyways, I wanted to give you this. Uh, me and Kiki, we talk about everything, uh, and this is very current. We talk about last night's OC. Uh, we talk about Southern Charm this season. We talk about Atlanta. Um, we uh, we get into Giggly Squad, which is a Facebook group that was Paige and Summer from Summer Houses, their Facebook group. And it kind of disbanded this week. Uh, so we talk a little bit about that because I was not aware exactly what was happening. This is what happens when you get away from your phone i was driving back from uh arizona from seeing my family uh shout out mom and dad thanks for giving me covid um i was driving back and then when i got back all this happened and i i didn't exactly know what was happening but kiki has one of the best instagrams out there because i I talk about it on the show i actually learn a lot of things you know like how on my instagram account i do a lot of just like uh how do you say what's the how you say cucumber, no, how do you say uh, just fart jokes? I mean, it's just like, it's 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 surface level. Sometimes it gets a little deeper, but uh, I love her account because I always learn something. Um, she always like kind of links to a Reddit or, or just information. And that inf- information in this day and age is just like a great commodity to have. You can never have enough information. We can always know more. And there is so much to know about all of this stuff. So I highly recommend you go follow her at, uh the talk of shame on instagram i'll put that in the show notes she's on tiktok as well and does all these like amazing tiktoks and is like really popular on tiktok i just still am so scared by tiktok you guys that's great yeah that's me now a migraine man and scared of tiktok boy like that's what i'm becoming i'm scared of tiktok and i just have constant migraines like, I'm so disappointed in myself. 2021, I'm just so, I'm ashamed. Like, it's like a, it's a light shame, a shame, but I'm still ashamed. Like, it's like, why? I don't need to let you, you guys don't need to hear this. This isn't good for you. Anyways, uh, I wanted to get this is a great, like, hour and a half conversation. Just a lot of fun. But also, I think, you know, I think you're going, this is one of those conversations. I think you're going to be screaming at your radios or devices going, exactly. That's how I exactly feel. We even, you guys? get closer to your, uh, whatever you're listening to. I want to, uh, this is a secret. We actually, at one point agree with Kelly Dodd. Okay. I know. I know. Don't stop listening. I know just no. hear us out. Okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm worried too. Um, but anyways, uh, Kiki Monique, she is awesome. Go support her and all that she does. And you guys remember, remember we are going daily starting Monday when I say we, I mean me, but I am going daily on Monday and, uh, I'm really excited. So shorter episodes, make sure you subscribe now. Um, I notice with Apple podcasts, when I post a podcast, unless you're subscribed, it shows up hours later after I post. So I have a really solid first week plan for you. A lot of things changed because of the illness, but I had to remind myself that I'm not going anywhere. Hopefully, you guys are not going anywhere and that I can slow down a little bit and try to really get 100% cuz um I'm just not used to having to lay down for migraines. Oh, you poor migraine people out there. So many people have shared with me that they're migraine sufferers and I just uh ugh, it just I I just don't know if I can live this way. Okay, enough complaining. Wait, you hear that? That's migraine medicine. Brought to you by so bad it's good. Yeah, I'm the bad boy of podcasting. Sometimes I'll take 3 acetaminophen, not 2. Bad boy. Um, (laughs) you know, you guys, this is a great conversation. Enjoy. Please reach out to me. So bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Patreon, patreon patreon.com forward slash. So bad. It's good baddies. What's up baddies. Thank you. I will be covering real housewives of Dallas on the Patreon. Uh, so that is coming at you hot and heavy. And we, I did a great OC episode with my friend, Emily Clayton. I almost released it on the main feed because it's that good. I'm telling you guys, me and Emily with this OC recaps, it's really, I got to say, I really good. Like we just kind of go, the first 30 or 40 minutes was just talking about everything under the sun. Then we switched to OC. So just a reminder, even if it's a recap, usually it's not just a recap. It's going deep within our psyches. Um, and uh, yeah, Instagram, so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. If you like this, leave it a five-star review. Um, and if you don't, I'm so, I get it. I get it. But don't leave me a bad review. Okay, I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, well, imagine as I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor, and I can't help but to hear, no, I can't help but to hear in exchanging of words. What a beautiful wedding! What a beautiful wedding! a bride's made to the What a shame! What a shame! The groom's bride is all. What a man. No. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm almost fully back to normal. I've got uh, most of my breath control back. Uh, So we are doing a second podcast episode this week. I hope you are enjoying the shorter shorter one guest pods. And I wanted today to do a podcast with somebody that really makes me laugh. Somebody that actually knows way more and is more intellectual than I am. And I I had to look no further than my favorite TikTok star. It's my only, I don't, I'm not on TikTok, but I think she is a TikTok star. She is. I just don't really go on TikTok a lot. But she's also on Instagram. And that's really what I want to plug because... Uh you're missing out if you don't follow her on Instagram because she uh she has it all on there. There's jokes but also I know this sounds crazy, but I actually learn things like I've been out of like, I've been doing things that like, if it gives me a headache, I stopped doing that. So I've stopped answering DMS for a minute, but like she, when I go there, I'm like, Oh my God, I've missed out on so much. So she is here to catch me up and catch us all up on everything that's going on in the Bravo universe. And I just wanted to laugh with somebody and she always makes you laugh. Kiki Monique. Welcome back to the show.
2: Hi, I love being here. Thanks for having me.
1: i um, thank you for sitting through that introduction. I felt like I was like, wow, this is really getting. This is a long introduction. Yeah,
2: it sounded like I paid you. I was yeah, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's why if you use code Kiki Monique, you're going to get a facial scrub, a sea salt from the Lisa Barlow's Kids Foundation. Um, how are you? How's the new year? We're in 2021. I heard.
2: Um, that's what I hear. Um, I leave my house maybe once a week, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's going okay.
1: I just, I read something right before I started with you that LA, they've, they've been throwing away, uh, vaccines that have not been used. And I'm like, what the F is that? Like, that, we, I mean, we. Hey, I'm all for vaccine. I and by the way, I also want to point out if people are microchipping vaccine, I feel like that should be applauded for that kind of technology. I would celebrate. I would be like, "How do they get the technology in the water?" Like that should be celebrated. A. But like if they're just throwing away things because they're disorganized, it's like you had a year almost to organize shit. Like organize shit, and you're you're new to Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, no. And I and a friend of mine told me that. They're, they have the vaccines in packs of 11, and because, like, the minute you open them, you have to, like, disperse them. all 11. <laughs> like, you have to have a group of exactly 11 at a time, otherwise,
1: like, it goes to waste. But 11, it's like, that's like Lisa Vanderpump only doing three goat cheese balls. Like, why not four? Why make it 10? Like, 11 just frustrates me even hearing 11. Like, I want an even number. Nothing surprises
2: me. Like, why? Of course we wouldn't make it 12. We would make it 11. <laughs>
1: So you've been on the show, and you mentioned uh, you, had, you you were in New York when the pandemic started, and now you moved to L.A. What are the differences for you in terms of, I guess, pandemic coasts?
2: Well, I mean, I thought it would be nice to spend the summer where you could be outside by the beach and <laughs> where there'd be outdoor <laughs> eating everywhere. But no. the only state that is not allowed you know. to
1: eat. I know. I well, here's the deal. I think that's the frustrating thing, too, is that then you I go to Arizona, which, you know, uh, I've been honest, like my all my family got COVID. And then I noticed I didn't even pay attention. They are still doing indoor Arizona dining and they have just as I mean, per capita. It is worse in Arizona than California, which is shocking because California is just awful. But I'm like, you can still go. But first off, who is also going indoor and eating, which, by the way, I know there's a couple listeners that actually are. I've seen you on Instagram and I won't. Say who, but I, I was shocked. I was like, full dining's open. You don't even have to wear a mask in some stores. And I was like, wow, it's like, I never thought this was what freedom was. Like, I never thought this would be like, I, and in fact, I've never ever put a mask on and thought my rights were being infringed on. And I guess I just think too big picture for that, but I'm like, what? Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, I assume everyone is living like me.
2: And then when my friend's like, oh, no, I like sat in a restaurant. I'm like, people are still doing that? I just yeah. didn't know what's happening. I'm just like, wait.
1: <laughs> no, I, I was like, and then I was like, would I want to sit in a restaurant? And I was like, I don't even know. Like, I have to work up to wanting to sit in an actual restaurant again. Like, it's going to take me a second before anything feels normal in terms of, I mean, imagine your first concert you go to.
2: Oh, I don't even know if that will ever happen. I don't, I'm definitely not going to go
1: to the movie theater for – I don't even know how. Movie theaters are open in Arizona, Kiki. Movie <laughs> Wait, theaters what? are oh, – yes. <laughs> There's just limited capacity. And I did think I was like – well, I couldn't because I was sick. But bef- before I knew I had COVID, I was like, would I I haven't seen a movie in a theater in a, over a year now. Like, And that was something that was like really one of my passions, that and going to concerts. And I was like, would I do that? And I could get some popcorn. I could go by myself and – Luckily, I got COVID and I couldn't do it, but I just – I I, I don't know. We're supposed to go to concerts in the fall, so I guess we still have a lot of time to warm up about that. But I think I'll be – I hate to use the word trigger. I think that's an overused word, but I, I imagine it's going to be a little intense to go to a concert again.
2: Yeah. I mean I was excited about this new world, honestly. I was excited about drive-in theaters, just doing everything outdoors. Yeah.
1: So I'm like good with that. I think the, the first concert I will ever go back – I've made a pledge – is – uh countess luann that's going to be my first one back that's what i know that's when i know everything will be okay it'll just be me and luann and um uh, have you ever seen countess luann live i actually have not i have seen her in an elevator but not performing what do you uh, tell me more about the elevator what happened there um
2: it was actually when i worked at sirius and i think she was coming up to do a show i don't know what show she was and we just happened to take the elevator at the same time
1: did she ask you to push the button
2: no, um, I got in and I actually she was in the back and I didn't notice her right away and it was she started talking and it was like immediately I heard the voice and so then I looked behind me and realized it was her in there with me because it was a big elevator. But um,
1: it would have been and- iconic if she noticed you noticing her <laughs> and she w- winked at you and she was like, you know, like, chic c'est la vie. You know, um, I I've seen Countess Luanne twice and my really my one of my big goals is to follow her around like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> and like, just you know, just like set up shop outside and just a community of Bravo fans like deadheads. But like I whatever that title would be. Um, OK, so how is the TikTok career going? Is it still is it still going strong?
2: TikTok is going really well. And um, I'm getting behind because there was just so much
1: news. Dude, this, this it's this too week. much. It's it's. I mean like I I get it. we always say it's too much but it is too much. Like I feel like we need some kind of like world schedule where like God is not doing like God needs to plan this shit out a little better unless he's really just trying to make us panic.
2: Yeah, and it's like everyone's like I want to hear your take. I want to hear your take and I'm like I I also want to share my take, but there's just like it's moving so fast, I can't. Well,
1: I mean that's and that's what I was uh you know what I would recommend Kiki is I portray myself and I probably am an idiot. So nobody's really looking or needs my takes. I just give them and then people are like, "Okay, I he's obviously going through something at all times." <laughs> <laughs> so um, oh, that's what I was going to say was you guys, I invited Kiki on cuz I, you know, I really do I, I like people that are in t- more intelligent than me that I can walk through some issues that I was like reading that I didn't fully understand and i wanted and i kind of was like wanting to talk about the army hammer stuff but then it got too um it got too dark for me not that these other issues are not dark but it was a different form of dark where i was like am i comfortable talking about cannibalism and what is my take on that and how do i do that properly and i mean but that's how weird we've gotten in 2021 it's like i'm i'm gonna refuse to ever say 2021 bingo card but it is one like i didn't think cannibalism would be this soon in the year like i didn't even you know, that's a 2023 thing, I feel.
2: And that wasn't the only, like, weird cannibalism, like, witch thing that happened. There was
1: Azealia, well, Azealia Banks. Banks. Wow. So you guys, just <laughs> sort like, a, a lot of people had asked, like, or asked if I saw this. Azealia Banks... Uh, 212 is one of the greatest rap songs I think ever. Like it is one of my, it just is such an amazing rap song, but Azilia has been known for a lot of troubling uh, comments and posts over the years. Also really highly brilliant lady, but I think there's some mental issues there as well, but she dug up her cat. Is that correct? And then boiled it and used the skull in a, a witch spell. Is that correct?
2: I yeah, I mean she was apparently walking around with the skull. Like I only saw the skulls like on a like a mantle afterwards um and then the, the the stew beforehand which was totally disturbing.
1: Like I feel like if cats could communicate they'd be like, "Hey, just before I die, are we like just, I just want to make sure we're not going to do anything weird with my body, you know?" Yeah.
2: Like <laughs> I I have two cats. I love my cats very much. Um but yeah, don't yeah. imagine ever digging them up and using spells on them. Has Azalea made any kind of public comment about this? No, because then right afterwards, she just went online and then started, like, uh, making fun of Meg the Stallion.
1: (laughs) There we go. We're back to business. Because, by the way, Azealia Banks can drag somebody like they've never been dragged before. Like, uh, I would be so – it's like when I talk about meeting Ramona Singer. Like, I think she would, like, hate me and it would crush me because she – like, I don't think I'd be up to her standards as a guy to hit on. But, like, Azealia Banks is the same way. I would hate to meet her because I just would be so scared to be dragged. And I think she would smell that on me and just want to drag me even harder. You know,
2: I fully agree. I think it would have the same thing would happen to me.
1: Yeah. Like, I so but it is troubling because it's one of those things where, you know, I think she is a highly brilliant person, but I think there's mental issues there. And unfortunately, we live in a society where everything is recorded now, um, as I say this on a podcast. But uh, it's I mean, it's like that girl in um, that Doofus in Congress that's wearing the censored mask while she's speaking on national TV. It's like just weird. We have these weird, but twenty twenty one. It's like a it's like a really horrible rendition of "We Didn't Start the Fire" by Billy Joel. <laughs> it's like you got the Kim and Kanye divorce possibly. You got the um, the Halaria Baldwin, which was just like now that seems like the lightest thing. Like you're like, oh my god, that's like an appetizer. Like I don't even what do why you have the Azilia Banks, you have Army Hammer eating possibly people. You have and then that's just like normal. I mean, of course, the collapse of our democracy, and then you have the Bravo universe, which is just as it's like its own ecosystem, like it's crazy right the bravo ecosystem sometimes i think that like i took an edible and it's still going <laughs> and i just don't know it because i'm just like is
2: this <laughs> happening i don't know
1: yeah like i mean because that's another thing where i'm just like oh no not another story because like sometimes i don't want to go like back on my phone like sometimes i'm trying to like stay off instagram or or like you know the the great thing about being like into like pointing out facetune is like it's awesome in some ways and stuff but now like I have 300 people a day sending me, like, hey, check this face tune out. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a straight dude that I'm like, yeah, like, face tune. But <laughs> it's funny now that I'm like, I probably shouldn't be commenting this much on ladies' looks, you know? <laughs> and like, nobody seems to ever learn from it. Like, Dereet's not learning. Erica's not learning. Nobody seems to really learn from this. They just keep doing it. I, I just, all I want is just some kind of. Uh, government not i hate to use bring the government in this but i want somebody to regulate this shit and bravo is not doing it so but i guess the important question is where do andy did a new york times interview over the holidays where he said you know people are complaining about like southern charm being on the air and and uh, we talked before uh deeply about southern charm and um is that he's like well there's a lot of right wing uh, most of the the ladies in new york oc southern charm those are right wing leaning shows which is i definitely very true and 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 i did kind of understand his point of like do you wh- where do you think we i'm censorship is such a weird issue right now in so many ways what do you think bravo's responsibility is in all of this and us as viewers where do you think we pick that slack up
2: yeah. I mean, I think that like what I appreciated in that article was that he fully understood that like as the figurehead, everyone's going to come to him whether or not he makes the full decision. He's a mascot. Yeah. At this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, I don't even know if you realize that like I did that video to Andy directly based on that New York Times article when I, I sent him a video that he
1: responded to. Oh, what did he respond to it?
2: Well, because he was talking about like, you know, some of the firings that had happened, like maybe they were a mistake. Oh, and- Stassi and
1: Kristen, right? From yeah. Like- he wanted to see them learn rather than just, yeah. which is funny how they're all stories are changing from what Andy's original statement was, was that it needed to happen to now. I wish they would have learned, which by the way, Lisa Vanderpump just did an interview this week where she's now changed her stance and said, you know, idiotic, but not racist in terms of Stassi and Kristen, which is very weird how people's. Thoughts change after six months, you know?
2: And it's like I get what you're saying. Like we want these people to change and grow. We don't have have to do it while they're on the screen like, you know, like every week. Like they can learn and grow somewhere else and they can earn their way back. That's totally allowed in this society. But like, we don't really need to see them. Let's see some people that we like, that are still drama filled. We want the reality TV show drama, but like just not problematic in weird ways. And the Lisa Vanderpump comment, I mean, truthfully, I know that Stasi now has, like, a huge PR team behind her
1: to, like, supposedly Big get time. her back. Like, sometimes and, I worry about, I'm like, man, she must be pissed how much she's having to pay right now. Like, because yeah. not, not in terms of actually, like, doing the work, but in terms of actually paying people to, like, to help her get back on her feet, you know?
2: Yeah. So that, that article with Lisa Vanderpump, it made me think, like, did the PR team reach out and say, like, can we get a statement from you so that, you know, this, like, lightens it or something? Because it's like, Lisa, this is not the time, really. Like, well, there is.
1: Statement. Uh, completely but there is this sense i have this weird voice in the back of my head all of a sudden that's saying they might try to bring her back like this this many comments in the short amount of space makes me go like why are we hearing this many things at once and i've always like i i think stassi's gonna have a, or a show rather you know even if it's not vanderpump rules she's gonna have another show at some point i just think that she still has a huge audience But I'm like, why am I hearing this much stuff? Are they actually maybe throwing around the idea of having her come back? I have not heard anything in regards to that. It was just something, if you follow pop culture, when you start hearing things, you're hearing things for a reason, usually.
2: Yeah. And you know, when I go, you know, when I go on her page, I mean, she has a lot of fans. I mean, she has what a million followers on Instagram. And it's like, those people say all positive things about her when I go into her comments. It's not a lot of people, you know, who knows, it might get edited out. But it's a lot of people who want to see her back. So would I be surprised if she got another show? No, but like, what I maybe just want people to just stop ignoring what happened and address it in some way and some like, I mean, you know, I know she went on the Tamron Hall show and all of that, but that even
1: seems <laughs> But re- remember her PR people immediately came out and said, Tamron- uh, surprised her with a line of questioning, which is just no way that was true because she knew exactly what she was going on there to do. I watched the Tamron Hall interview and I thought it was pretty light, pretty. I could have answered those questions exactly. I didn't need media training to know exactly how to answer those questions. So she had prepared for that, like I'm sure Rocky did in Rocky four or any of the Rockies for that matter. But like she So the fact that her PR people, like, put out this statement, which I feel almost means, like, she didn't do as well as they wanted, so we're going to blame it on Tamron. Which wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I do want to point out, we haven't talked about it on this show yet, is that congratulations, Astasi and Baby, on their baby. I have no, nothing against their baby. They did have, make such a weird rookie mistake though is that you know the baby had four names great i don't care about you know that's awesome like one was her dead grandmother's out of respect rose i thought that was really touching if i you know but the 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 sad part i mean the scary part was it's charlie rose is two of those names and charlie rose you guys i was a I was a huge Charlie Rose fan in just in terms of interviews, like he did a PBS show that I thought was one of the best interview shows, he was able to interview pretty much anybody from celebrities to scientists, and I always learned something. Unfortunately, he then went to CBS and he was their morning man along with Gail King, and he was busted, not busted, he was one of the, the guys that uh, really was horrible to women and really unwarranted sexual advances to interns, people he worked with, people in his life, Some. Really real disgusting shit. So he, I guess people call it, got me too, and he was removed from all of those jobs. How do you not, even if you're not a fan of PBS and Charlie Rose, how do you not go, let me, you know what, let me throw some options in the Google and see what pops up. Just, we don't want to, we don't want to start this kid's life. We already realize there's a microscope on us. What would help that? And we should just Google everything from here on out, right?
2: I mean, yeah, that makes sense. But I also like, don't have kids, but I imagine you just get caught up in the moment. I mean, look, Amy Schumer had to do a whole name change after she had her name. You know, she named her kid Gene, and she wanted to name his middle name after her friend Dave Attell. So it was Gene Attell, and then she realized it looked like genital.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so then she had to do a whole name change. She, but this, was after the, this was way after that. She was, oh, my God, I just set my kid up. Like, oh, uh, oh God,
1: I didn't uh, <laughs> that. 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 I, I got to tell you, Amy Schumer is making me laugh hard lately with the <laughs> cucumber thing. With the, I mean, just really great. Um, but the thing is, like, I realize if I did have a baby, I I'm sure those Charlie and Rose, those are really probably deep, meaningful names to them. But it's just, I, I mean, it just, I mean, because, and also, I read so many comments of like, no, they didn't. They're not huge fans of Charlie Rose and this was like a sign of protest for – Charlie. guys, it's not Charlie – like, we want Charlie Rose back on the air. Like, no, there was nothing in it. Like, it was a total stupid mistake, but it seems like another one of the reasons why Stassi gets herself in dumb trouble to begin with because she doesn't educate herself, you know? It's the education, like, just take the time to learn. It's like, it's OK
2: to be wrong, but it's not OK to, like, just refuse to learn.
1: <laughs> now, I will say, though, it is very interesting, the standards we hold women and men. They're two different standards. You have somebody like Jax Taylor, who has not had a I mean, we all make fun of Jax for being an idiot asshole, but he has not gotten a tenth of the attention that Stasi has for doing very similar things, if not worse, in terms of moralistic choices, you know?
2: Yeah, it surprises me. I mean, Jack's definitely is equally as terrible and why he's just been able to just keep on moving in the same way and, you know, leave on his own terms. I don't know. It's just
1: weird. Do you think things are getting better in any sense in terms of Bravo and social issues and all that? Do you see it getting better? I could point out a couple of examples that I think maybe um, do you think they're doing it correctly?
2: I mean, I love some of the people that they're bringing that they necessarily might not have brought
1: on before. Do you mean like Leva from Southern Charm or Tiffany from Real Housewives of Dallas?
2: So like I watched – I did watch Dallas and Tiffany is really – I'm actually watching the Twitter fight of the Dallas girls, which is way more entertaining. Who
1: knew (laughs) – guys, if you don't know, Tiffany Moon on Twitter literally destroys these women. Like this is what happens when you get an educated woman with nothing to lose and like correctness on her side, you know? Yeah. I totally agree.
2: So, like, just watching that has been great. And um, so, I like that aspect. And I know it's entertainment. And we, I know that we, you know, again, we need, quote, problematic people in these certain ways. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that they're trying to do some things. All the way? No, it hasn't been happening. They have, like, the -the behind-the-scenes stuff
1: they still need to work on. I just think it's interesting and would love to be a part of the casting discussions on these things of, like, Okay, we got Catherine on Southern Charm. She's potentially a racist, uh... Let's get uh – let's Leva. She seems like she could possibly destroy Catherine with facts and knowledge. Let's get her in there. Okay, we got Brandy on Real Housewives of Dallas, horrible Asian videos of uh, making fun of squinty eyes and things like that. You know what? Let's get Tiffany. We'll destroy Brandy that way. It's very interesting, this casting, and I I kind of enjoy it. This is something different, but it is something where you're like, I hope Bravo doesn't fall too deep in this because their show shouldn't be about – Teaching their own cast members lessons? You know what I'm saying? Or is that.
2: Yeah. And like, I don't want it to get like unauthentic. Like, I mean, it's already reality TV. There's like a level of just it not being unauthentic, but like you know below deck i don't expect there to be like yachties <laughs> full of black people i really hope you know like they,
1: i what did you learn on the sea how to drop the anchor and oh. that uh that african americans are just as important <laughs> as everybody else you know
2: yeah so it's like if there's no black people on below deck i'm not going to get mad at that that's okay yeah. you know
1: <laughs> that that yacht does not look like america <laughs> at all <laughs> <laughs> um so it is it is interesting because i got to say it's, it's like with um With Stassi or any of these people, like I was uh, horrified, but I also also wasn't um, shocked, and it didn't do anything for me personally because I don't look to my ways on how to treat people or social cues from Stassi or Jax or any of those people for that matter. I'm pretty resolute in what I believe and how I feel, and I'm 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 really open to learning. But I by no like did it. It didn't. Been like, damn it! All my Stassi merchandise is worth nothing now. You know, like.
2: (laughs) I, totally. I mean, we shouldn't be looking at these people as, no. like, you
1: know, the moral yeah, compass,
2: for but, sure.
1: But it's like, if you're Jax, like, if Jax was still on the show, like, I'm like, Bravo's like 10 steps away from like, you know what, we should cast a priest this year so Jax can learn some really important lessons about how to treat <laughs> life, you know? Like, that's where I feel like, I'm like, Bravo needs to like, okay, we got it. Uh, what do you think of Atlanta this year? Are you watching Atlanta?
2: I am watching Atlanta. I mean, I feel like it's just been like... um I like that it's been a lot of focus on Portia and just like all of that, the you know her activism. Um, it's interesting because I I do have to imagine that the other ladies were doing you know activism, were, were participating in ways. We're not seeing it. We're really only seeing Portia. So I'm wondering if they feel some type of way about that, but who knows? Well,
1: I mean, could you? I mean, imagine that Kenya, like, what a dummy in the fact that she's like like kind of questioning Portia's resolve with these issues and wanting attention for these issues like re i mean are you just an idiot like why would you ever even if you believed it why would you ever ever say
2: it it doesn't make sense it's like you know regardless of like Let's say, let's say Portia, yes, did purposely get arrested. That's the point. Like we have yes. to, like, make a statement. They like look that. for
1: her first, and she knows yeah. that. She knows that going into it, her face and her notoriety helps a cause in the end, right? Yes, and that's the whole point of it. It's
2: why she's there, you know, for other reasons. But it's like you know, having those faces is important. And it's just um, like so. Kenya
1: has inspired a lot of ladies to get into horrible relationships because that's what we see from Kenya, you know. <laughs> Totally. I just love the fact that it's like. I mean, that's such a perfect example for people too of like Kenya not learning at all from any of this. Of like, you know what? I will continue to fuck up my personal life and I will ignore everything social justice that's going on in the world. It's really interesting. And on that matter, what do you think of Cynthia Bailey in Ten Ten Twenty?
2: Oh, I mean, I just like she is so. The wedding is like making me just like want to ring Cynthia's neck. I'm I'm just like you can get married, Cynthia, without the whole pop and circumstance like this is your third wedding in like, fact why- you
1: should i mean i feel like what well, i mean i feel like at this point like i you know wouldn't you be a little embarrassed with like making the third one a big deal after you had two others that like one was like fully on tv already i just yeah that's how i feel about like thirds
2: of anything like your third baby shower your third wedding like don't you just tone it down you just have like your close
1: friends like it's well, I, I hope know. on October 10th of this next year, Bravo does a, like, which I wish Bravo would like wise up about some of this stuff. They need to do a Cynthia Bailey uh, relationship retrospective on Bravo and maybe even throw Kelly Dodd, like some of her horrible moments in there as well. I just do like an oh, like Bravo needs to get with this stuff, you know, like where they should, like when the Erica Jane, Tom Girardi news broke, it's like. You should have like done a uh, Tom and Erica's like every scene they've ever done on that show in like a retrospective over the weekend, you know? Oh my god, yes. Um, I don't want to touch that stuff, but yeah. But I feel great. like. You have that stuff to touch. Like, you're touching social justice issues. Touch, like, people stealing from each other. Touch these rich people issues. Cynthia Bailey frustrates me because here's somebody that wa- like that talks the talk, but then when it comes to her, she will not walk the walk. Like, she started the season saying, Dr. Fauci's amazing. We wear these masks. And then she has one of, like, could be a super spreader event that, like, was even ten times the size of Kelly Dodd's wedding. But I think Kelly Dodd just... She doesn't have a lot of friends, probably, but you know. Oh, yeah,
2: and even when Kenya was like, you know, throwing the engagement part- party for Cynthia and was like, oh, did everyone get tested? And she's like, yeah, okay, well, then we could take the mask off. No, that's not how it works. Like, just because <laughs> we get tested doesn't mean we don't, we stop wearing the mask. That's not how it works, people. But no, it, I
1: mean, it's, it, I was explaining to my mom after, by the, after we got COVID, because she was like, um, OK, so now we're we're clear. But she's like, you know, it's crazy. The people, if we hung out with people and they tested negative neg, or, and they they didn't show any symptoms yet, you have to quarantine for 14 days. But they say we're we're clear after 10 days. And I go, Mom, it's because they don't know when the symptoms will show up. Like, you know, like the 14 days, it gives like four extra days because you don't we don't know when our symptoms. She's like, oh, you know, but like there's just like the amount of lack of knowledge that people have at our disposal. I mean, even though we have the Internet, there's just so many and I just – I think that crosses over so much with the Bravo world. With Atlanta, what I actually really – not enjoying but what I think to me is like Housewives material is uh, Drew and Ralph.
2: OK. Yeah. You know what I'm I,
1: saying in the sense of like we have seen so many horrible relationships on Housewives and I think it's a staple. I hate to say of any good Housewives show but Ralph scares the crap out of me.
2: Yeah. I That relationship is – the minute – I, it was triggering because when he, like, said, like, he
1: left – was it for a week
2: that he left? Yeah, Did it was like four or five days,
1: had no clue where uh, – didn't tell her where uh, – he has kid. They have kids, you guys. Just left and then he, like, oh, I went to the beach and, like, the beach was, like, eight hours away or some stuff like that, which – by the way, that to me screams cheating, not like I need to get my life on the right track, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, everything about that for that very time, first time I saw him was like, I just thought back to all the terrible relationships and like the secrets that my, you know, boyfriends would keep and I just was (laughs) like,
1: oh, please get out of this relationship, it's not healthy, it's not healthy. What do you think the thought process, I should be asking myself this is, what do you think the thought process is with men why we do lie so much, why we do withhold information, uh, why do you think that is
2: i'm um, i mean i think the you you test it the very first time you do something and if you get away with it you just build upon it like it's like i think it's a small lie at first just to see like where you can push push the boundaries and then once you're in a relationship and you see how far you can push them at that point you just you just do it i don't know see but i've always
1: lied because i feel like the other person could not it would hurt them too much. And I don't mean in terms of cheating or anything like that, but like, but like, that's how my dumb mind is sometimes lie. We're like, well, this person, it, like they've obviously gotten upset about like when y- you, know, like it's, sometimes, well, I just don't want to upset them, but maybe in the end, that's actually even a selfish thing because you're just not wanting to deal with somebody else's hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, glad we figured no. that out. Okay. Good talking <laughs> Kiki. Good luck with 2021. <laughs> um, okay. So realize in Atlanta check. Um, We'll see what happens, but it is a very interesting high-wire actor having to pull with the social justice with Portia and then still being, you know, the normal fucking idiots that housewives can be. Uh, I do think also we had this week on Atlanta, um, Kenya threw uh, a, what was it, like a, a engagement party with, yeah. like, you know, just the ladies, a really fancy engagement party. But told her the the way she got her to come was saying that Joe, she was going to a Joe Biden private event, and then she went ended up going to like a ten person engagement party. And it's like, don't use something that is actually better than the actual event, like because then they were just disappointed that Joe Biden wasn't there. You know,
2: <laughs> totally. Like I would be like, you could tell they were just like, what What is this? Like, did I come to the wrong place? Like, where am I? Like, I don't understand.
1: Yeah, like so. Okay, so Joe Biden isn't coming to the engagement party. How's it? I mean, like that would just be like, I don't know. You know what? Jesus RSVP'd. We're going to meet Jesus later and it's going to be great. He's going to the water, the wine. Um, OK, so that Southern Charm you've been watching, correct?
2: Yes, I have.
1: Now, I watched last week's Southern Charm and it's like that's another one where they're walking this high wire act because you're dealing with the South's insane history that intersects directly with everything about this year on top of literally that idiot cast all getting COVID as well. Uh, because you know, Austin and Craig, I believe are allegedly just fucking coke heads at this point. Like, I mean, it's just like, I've seen that behavior. They seem, I mean, Craig is just, Craig's a, I really am charmed by Craig, but I think that's whole, that's Craig's whole thing is just, he's just good looking and charming and he knows it but he gets away with it but Austin now Austin I feel like has no like Austin's got to take several steps back I that kind of cockiness in a white dude is just like toxic and you can see every week his ego just growing am I wrong Well of course it is I mean look at like all of the women he's been connected to like it's feeding
2: into that ego it's like he already came with this ego and then it's like he's been connected to like some of the hottest women <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Kristen Cavallari, I think we talked about that on this show before. Um, uh, Madison, of course, who is gorgeous as well. But, you know, always ladies that also, they're gorgeous, but they also like, I don't know about Kristen Cavallari, but like Madison has like shit going on. I might not like Madison personally, but I think she's a hard worker. Seems like she takes care of her son and like seems way smarter than Austin. So it really was just so, like I have, I was applauding Madison for getting the F out of that relationship because he's not bringing anything to it.
2: He's not bringing anything, and he's just – yeah, he's a big man child. What do they say? The Charleston, like, woman-to-man ratio is something like one to four, one to five. So it's like I just think that, like, down there,
1: he is the shit. And Well, yeah, and just, of course he's on, like, TV, and that, that helps. Yeah. I mean it's like people – I love when people are like fascinated with people being on TV and then you're like, they usually never watch the show because you'd realize, well, that guy's a dork. Like, have you watched the show? He's a dork on the show. <laughs> like you're hooking up with a dork. And like, that's a thing that is kind of, they've done, they have really not followed any kind of quarantine rules, but I think what's really great, though, just for college campuses, that they have not been able to travel because that guy would have been on, like, a 21-year-old banging spree with every flipping, like, Pac-10 college in the world because those are the guys that do – like, that's why they were going live on Instagram so much is so they could, like, flirt with every girl imaginable, which I guess is –
2: Yeah, I missed the whole – the quarantine lives. I heard about them later, but I kind of wish I had watched them. But then I'm like, no, I'm glad.
1: Yeah, sometimes, like, everybody's like, oh, it's like – Guys, yeah, I talk about this all the time, but, like, there's a certain aspect where I would even be ashamed of myself. Like, if I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, just watching the Craig Austin Live, you guys, like, I, I I can't do it, you know? Like, I can hear about it, but I already know I'm going to hate it, so. Yeah. Like, I oh, once shit. went on a Jax Taylor Instagram Live, like, two years ago, and I was watching him hot tub and, like, brag about his life, and I was like, I'm out. Like, this is insane. Oh, oh no, not hot tub and brag. <laughs> But I do think it's kind of interesting to the Southern Charm, I, I feel like, and I don't know if I'm just desensitized and I'm having Stockholm Syndrome and like starting to sympathize with my captors, I have this with OC a little bit too, where I'm like, whatever this show is now, seems like it has elements that it actually works. Am I, do you find that at all? I mean, I don't know, like
2: the last couple of episodes of Southern Charm, I've just... If you just, accept like, it's a mess. Yeah, I accept it's a mess, and it's like, even just the last episode, I was kind of just like,
1: am I, is Catherine not that bad, or am I just crazy? Like, I don't even know. Okay, well, the only thing we can say without Catherine is that, like, I, okay, so you guys, in this last episode, Catherine reveals that she is in a relationship, and just, I went with a black man, a (laughs) black man, okay? And so she is very proud of this fact, but she doesn't want to use it to say, hey, Would I be throwing monkey emojis out there and dating a black man at the same time? I think not, she says. And which I guess is true. But then you also are leaving out the fact that also Catherine is a dummy. So she could still be doing. I mean, like, I don't I'm not a huge emoji user. I use like the crazy eye one and like sometimes I'll use the vomit emoji. But like, I'm not I couldn't tell you like a, a rundown of all the emojis out there like I've never thought of like, ah, God, I'd love to have a monkey emoji right now. Like to even have that. And the way she thought of it, she was like, you know, I thought it was cute. And like her, her reasoning for it was weird.
2: I still don't believe the reasoning. I still think she, I I know what she did, but but she is like, I think still dumb. And so that's it.
1: Like, don't give her the power. Like at the end of the day, the overarching thing is that she's dumb. If you start there, anything's possible. You know, like, I don't think she's a smart racist. I think she's dumb. And I think, she, you know, if you push somebody to that point, little things are going to slip out and it'll probably have their worldview attached to it. And I think I don't think she I don't I really don't think she's completely racist, but I do think she probably thinks she's better than a lot of people. And that's an ignorant fact and not true. You know?
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I think a lot of people who do these like racist things aren't like inherently racist like they're not like in the kkk they're not going to like try to like no it's just these little qualities come out because like yeah they have like bias in the back of their head for other reasons and then yeah they do these little things but yeah overall she's just like kind of dumb but like i was more surprised just like with these episodes like with danny danny who i consider like a really smart person i thought was really kind of coming off unhinged
1: They've, I mean, Danny's painted her, Danny, you guys, is Catherine's, like, or was Catherine's best friend, and that's kind of her storyline. She was also the person that uh supposedly Shep gave chlamydia to, but that might not be true or might be true. That was, like, last season. But her, her, she is coming unglued because she's understanding what Leva and the other girls are saying about Catherine, but then Catherine's ignoring her, and she's kind of Catherine's punching bag, and she's kind of torn in between this world that, like, Nobody. I mean, at the same time, Danny's overarching thing is that she's always been kind of boring. Like, so it's weird. It's weird to see her just kind of mentally lose it when Catherine is upset about all this. But even Catherine's not mentally losing it. Danny is. Like, Danny's taking on the sins of everything Catherine's ever done and being completely destroyed mentally and physically, you know?
2: Yeah, it was it was strange to watch. And like I I get why all the girls were like banding around her to support Danny, because at the end of the day, Danny is like Catherine and I are good friends and I've done a lot for her. Um, But then it just got a little bit too. Even for me, it got a little too much of like mean girls towards Catherine. I'm like, yeah,
1: I mean, mean, that is like that's the unfortunate thing when you're then in that position like Leva is where she's, quote unquote, educating everyone you can have the tendency, and Leva does push really hard. She's telling Austin to fuck off, and which I kind of actually liked, uh, but she then comes off really pushy because it, she's putting her foot to the gas and going, like, how dare you, and, like, I'm going to teach this, 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 and then you also, she's now becoming this weird kind of prop of with the sole purpose of doing that instead of actually coming off as a living, breathing human person with... Uh, issues of her own because her business is all shut down and we barely get to hear about that you know
2: yeah exactly and it's like that that was the part where it's just like a having alcohol and trying to have a, a, a serious conversation is never a good <laughs> idea anyways it's, it's always going to come
1: across. Uh, uh q whitney from real housewives of salt lake city <laughs> whitney real Housewives. Of, we're calling you whitney <laughs>
2: Um so yeah, it was just a weird it was a weird way that played out because it's like I want if you wanna have talked to Catherine and get a point across, like I want that to happen, but it just it didn't it didn't sit well with me the way it happened in
1: that. Yeah, episode. tonight's the new Southern Charm and I guess this is it's like a two-part season finale, which I don't know if they air both parts tonight or one. Like, and that's like if they air one part tonight or one part last week, don't call it a two-part season finale. Call it you have yeah. two more episodes. Like <laughs> every episode's to be continued. If you think about it, like oh, we're in an 18-part season finale from the beginning to the end. Like, what are you talking about? Like it upset. It's like next they're gonna do one of those fucking things, which I hate Bravo does when they do a, like a, a backdoor uh, intro to a show, like they did with Summer House and Vanderpump Rules, where I thought I was watching a two-hour Vanderpump Rules and I get all excited and. Then the fucking uh, second half. It's like, who are these fucking idiots at the su- who does a summer house? Is this yeah. what is this? Uh, really weird. But they did that with Vanderpump Rules. Remember Real Housewives of Beverly Hills into Vanderpump Rules? Mm-hmm. They did a two part, and always that never. It always just infuriates me when that happens. <laughs> like I get so angry because it takes so much for me to like a show, and then when I do, and then they abuse that trust. You know, like then I'm like, what? You're gonna lie to me and just put little two little like bookend scenes with the people I already love? You know. <laughs> um, so, okay, so Southern Charm, we'll see tonight how that all, uh, yeah. but speaking of Summer House, the House of Summer, they're coming back in a couple of weeks and I've always, I didn't like the first couple of seasons, but I really loved the last couple of seasons in terms of just enjoyment, just in terms of like, I was, I thought it was fun, wasn't learning anything, didn't need to learn anything during quarantine. I was really, um, happy. I looked forward to it every week because that kind of drama, Is very like, I I was like, I love to see that on the TV. I loved it. I love the concept of going to a summer house on the weekends and then going back to your regular life. I loved watching Carl, I guess, battle alcoholism, but they've made it really fun. You know, I was like, oh, this is fun to watch Carl like completely lose his shit and not know how to handle booze. Um, So I'm not, this is something you talked about this week, and I don't really, I've got to. I don't want to feign ignorance, but I didn't – I was coming back from Arizona from Los Angeles and I got all of these messages and I stopped checking my DMs because it was just like Giggly Squad, Giggly Squad, Giggly Squad. So I'm in a Facebook group, I guess, um, that somebody invited me to like called Giggly Squad, which I think is a Summer House uh, Facebook group or – It's
2: part – yeah, I mean Hannah and Paige. It's like their podcast
1: group. Okay, So so Hannah and Paige, did they have the podcast – I thought they just podcast just started or have they had that the whole time for no,
2: years? No, I think it started like not that long ago. I think they've only had it a little while.
1: Okay, so all of a sudden, I think the this is where I need to talk with you and I I hate making you walk me through this cuz yeah. is that offensive to you that I asked yeah. that you're walking me through? Okay. Um is that the Giggly Squad group imploded, which I've been in Facebook groups? That have imploded right and left. I was in one called "Emotionally Broken Psychos" years ago, and that was my first Facebook group I'd ever been in. Had no clue Facebook groups existed up to that point, and I got to tell you, when it first, I loved it. I was talking to people that loved the same stuff I loved. They were talking about it intelligently. They were saying they were, you know, oh, making fun of David Bedore, and we were, ma-, I, you know, I would be at work, and it was such an escape, and it was so cool, and I had no clue that many people, smart people that liked the things I liked, were out there in terms of reality shows. So. It, and I know they existed way before three years ago, but that's when I started to real and I was going through my divorce and I was just like, it was so cool. I, I, I can't, I know that might sound silly, but it really was something that really gave me like just peace. You know, it was like talking to friends that I didn't know existed. Now that group exploded, I think a year or a year and a half later, because what seems like it happens with these groups is that life comes into it. Like actual real world issues, not just the reality shows issues, but like real shit starts happening and you see how divided we can be because people's opinions like are not always my own, you know, and they'll, sometimes you might be dealing with somebody that is, um, That is going through something very dark and they want to come on and mess with people and fuck with people and get into fights because it makes them feel better. You know, that's a trolling in a way. Um, You know, there are people that are but you know what I'm saying? Like they'll want to start issues. they will like, I got this group like I got this group fighting today, you know. Uh, I've actually heard people say that, like, be proud of that. And then but then some people are actually like, no, these are my real opinions and I deserve to have them. And I'm like, I'm just looking to make fun of Aviva's leg, you know, like (laughs) let's I'm looking to make fun of that. And so I noticed this group imploded years ago for that. And I never really found a Facebook group after that that really – like I'm in the Sexy Unique podcast group and I sometimes will look into that. Like I don't really go on Facebook a lot anymore. But when I do that, whatever pops up first is what I read and I'll, I'll comment something. Um, but I try to stay away from real intense discussions because I'll save that for my podcast and I don't um, – but anyway, so I noticed Giggly Squad. All of a sudden I got an invite to a, like a Giggly Squad 2.0 or something like that and I was like, I don't – but, like, I didn't know the other Giggly Squad had imploded, so I was like, oh, is this just, like, a new, like, a, is this Giggly Squad cooking, like, for, you know, for people that love to share recipes? I don't know, and I still don't fully know what happened. How did this group implode? What What happened? It seemed to all start on Reddit. I think is a lot of things. Wait, do. Reddit's fucking involved in this? <laughs> I've heard I, Reddit there should not be crossover drama. Like if it's it should, if it's Facebook that uploads, we got to have it from Facebook. You should not be allowed to bring up Reddit stuff on Facebook, you know? I, it's yeah, like how know. I it's like how I post my Twitter posts on Instagram. <laughs> I should not legally be allowed to do that, but I do it all the time and it's not right.
2: Um and so yeah, I guess someone who probably was also in the giggly squad group um, was like I wasn't feeling Hannah and Paige's podcast today um, because Paige had made a reference to the new uh, Bridgerton show and the actor on that. Well, the horny she, show that
1: all people are horny for. Yes, I yeah, know. A yes great
2: show. And she was just saying how she, he's so hot and um, how you know he should be the new James Bond because he's British and he's light skin, and it just like. I listened to it a few times because I was like, okay, maybe she's just – I was like, okay, maybe she's just describing what he looks like. Yeah. And I listened to it like 12 times and I was like, no, she definitely said like he should be the next James Bond. He's hot because he's British and he's light-skinned. And it was the because that I was like – that's what really like sent me off. And so So she
1: I mean so basically she was saying and he'll be acceptable to everybody because he's light-skinned.
2: He's palatable, exactly. So it's
1: not like when uh, the Idris Elba rumors were going around about James Bond, he is dark-skinned and nobody was like he'll be a great James Bond because he's dark-skinned, you know? Like exactly. nobody was saying that.
2: Yeah. And so it kind of started there. So I, of course I was like let me listen to this whole episode or whatever. And um yeah, so then it then it started coming out that now I'll, it's not just the podcast that's problematic that whole facebook group has been problematic for a while apparently like there's been a lot and you know you're in it so i don't know you might have seen these things but people were apparently had really racist behavior in the group and it wasn't being moderated by Hannah and
1: Paige
2: and they Are they, are, of, they the,
1: are they the moderators in the group on the group?
2: Well, they, I think they kind of are administrators and they have other people moderating it and like people were saying that, you know, things would happen and they would go to them and they'd be like, "You guys are unmanageable." Hee hee. Like almost just like, you know, yeah. and they weren't shutting it down. Um, It was just ironic because that day on that podcast, Hannah had said, like, everyone has shut down their Facebook groups, but I'm not shutting down our Facebook group because, you know, (laughs) you guys are unmanaged.
1: Yes, you will. You will (laughs) shut down that Facebook group. Wait, did, did Hannah have any, what was her response to Paige when she said the light skin comment?
2: She actually talked over Paige. I think she just like she didn't even hear it. She was just like, oh, is he real British or like hilarious British? <clears throat> so she was trying to like throw. A yeah, joke yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, because she's just, she's like,
1: a comedian. So she's yeah. going to try to do that. Yeah.
2: So she didn't even really hear it. And so, you know, I kind of like people are kind of like, you know, she should have spoken up. And I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe. But I don't even think she was like paying attention truthfully. Um, and then they kind of like moved on. It was like, you know, it was just that moment. And so they got called out on it. And I think the problem that most people had was just like, so So
1: were you yeah. the one that called them out or was, uh, I, was
2: I, I was one of the people, like I, I did a post and I did call them out and I tagged them in it because I'm just like, you know, I don't want this to be a canceling moment. I want this to be a teaching moment. So you understand why that comment is so offensive. And I link, I linked it to like, colorism um like why colorism is like so such a hard issue in the in the black community and like
1: and colorism you, know. you guys we talked about this uh real housewives of potomac actually started briefly talking about colorism at the reunion and in regards to ashley and uh, uh monique and things like that so it is start. and by the way i have to admit this is my ignorance is that Colorism, I wasn't very familiar with. Like, I'm I can completely understand the concept. I had just not been in any kind of discussions about colorism up until that point.
2: And I think colorism again, it's been like a you know a discussion within the Black community. Like, you know, we had you know, my mom would tell me about the paper bag test. You know, if your skin was lighter than a paper bag, then you're considered like acceptable for certain things in the Black community. So it really was something that was in the Black community. So white people like. Their colorism is in a way that's different. I think white people experience it, like you said, is like light-skinned black people are more palatable to them, you know. So it's like that's why they get accepted, and it's like it's the same thing, but in a different in a different way. Um,
1: so, and so, so you could argue. I was watching that Tiger Woods documentary. Did you watch that on HBO? Oh yeah. Which, I by the way, us. like I say, you guys hate sports, love sports documentaries. I ate this <laughs> fucking thing up, and I cannot wait for part two. But he does this thing where he goes on Oprah. And just at the height of his fame. And he says, well, I don't consider myself black. I consider myself cablasian or something because his mom was Asian. His dad was a, a quarter uh, black. It was, it was like all these things. And You could just see the audience reactions of like, oh, oh, cablasian, you know, like interesting like it was like a real moment for him to kind of step forward and kind of accept this mantle that is you know but he he sidestepped it and said no i don't consider myself that i consider uh which i thought was a fascinating moment which and by the way you guys gotta watch i really just loved i'm so excited to see where it goes in part two but i mean also just what a what a wacky guy you know like i mean yeah but it just goes to show you it's like you you this guy was forced from like day one to be the best, and but it also shows you the trouble in having to do that. You know, you might be the best, but you might not. You might lose everything because of that goal of being the best. You know, like what we give up to try to be who we are told or want to be. It's like you sometimes you just can't have everything. You know, yeah. sorry, but anyway, sorry, I just sidestepped that, no, but no, just no. the colorism reminded me of that little moment.
2: Yeah. And so I think that people just wanted them to sort of like acknowledge and just like say like, damn, okay, I get it. I hear you. That was like, not okay. We're better. I think the fact that they just sort of started deleting comments, ignoring <laughs> ignoring. Who was it, deleting the
1: comments? Paige and Hannah?
2: Well, we don't know. I mean, like, I don't know who runs, you know, the Giggly Squad <sighs> page and that people were
1: deleting comments saying i really disagree with what you said this is what you did and those comments were getting deleted were actual posts getting deleted or just comments
2: um i think just comments like you know i know that i tagged hannah and page in my uh in my post um hannah the last i looked she had left her tag on page had un i think untagged you know i can't see it in her tagged thing so she removed it from her feed um and like no response. Wait wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, yeah. wait. Hannah removed it from her. You saw that she untagged no, herself. No, I
2: think Paige did. Paige had didn't have it in her. And you know, maybe she has it in a way where if you tag her, it doesn't show up in her pictures you've been tagged. But I didn't see it in her tag stuff. I did see it in Hannah's, but
1: that yeah. was like a while ago. But well, did anybody? Did Hannah? I mean, obviously not Paige. Did Hannah respond to you?
2: No, and that was kind of what was shocking because I was like, I mean, even even Andy responded to me within three hours. <laughs>
1: Wait. So wait. Wait. What was Andy's actual like? Fit, like, was there a back and I mean, that's how we started. Was there a back and forth with you and Andy?
2: No, he just commented on the post that said, "You know, message received." And I was. You've like, been
1: and watched what happens live two times now. I believe in the audience, I right? Have, yeah. I mean, has he put that together that you're the.
2: Well, the second time was after he responded, and so I was kind of like, it was definitely awkward. I'm like, I'm just like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> wouldn't it be great if you show with like a like a bald cap on and like like uh, like huge glasses and stuff, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's like you don't know who I am. I don't know. How did you get on uh, twice, by the way? They asked me. Oh, regular <laughs> in the audience, regular. In the... So, uh, so they did not respond to you, but then so. I don't get like – and this is like – by the way, I am in Giggly Squad group uh, and I – when I, I – I know I put up – I posted once in there because I interviewed the executive producer and I was really proud of that interview and I have a couple of friends that I, – I mean the people that I know uh, through – that listen to the podcast and stuff that have always been really nice to me that told me to join that group and I, I have not personally – but I don't personally read through a lot of comments anymore and stuff. I just – It kind of floods my brain when it's already flooded. But um, so when did the group decide to like shut? I don't get why just that shut a group down.
2: It was because, again, it was all about the Reddit thread. The Reddit thread, once the the floodgates opened and it wasn't just about that one comment and it became about like how toxic the face, the Giggly Squad Facebook group was. Somebody said they used the N word in the group. Is that true? I don't know because I wasn't – I tried to go to the Facebook group and then literally it had been shut down within like an hour of – Yeah, the I friend. mean I
1: don't want to start rumors or anything like yeah. that. So I am just – I really don't know. It's just that I had read something somewhere that's saying there was like an N-word used at some point. I know politically we, we seem to all be on two different pages right now, um, unfortunately, and I don't know why sometimes, but um, – You know, was there political things being thrown out, too? Is that I mean, I'm just trying to like, why shut a whole? But because I think the group was like a lot of thousands of people.
2: I think people's issue was that these things were happening in the group. And then any time like one of the thought one of the times was like a like Paige's friend from high school said something. (laughs) And which she like supposedly compared like BLM protesters to like animals. And Hmm. like, I think something like Paige defended her and people then got on page about defending her. And then anytime people would get on page, Hannah would defend page. And so it was just, I think people were like, why are you defending this behavior instead of just like owning it and saying like, this is not okay. And I think that's what sort of like made
1: them be like, we're shutting this down. And the simple thing too, is that like, it started off with this innocent, not innocent, but maybe Paige meant a comment in an innocent way that could have been a kind of a teachable moment because okay like oh i get that like i get oh and i get how that could have been offensive and like i'm sorry i was telling i was sharing a story with kika Kiki before we um went on today that i in the last episode uh brought up chunk and sloth from the goonies um which is an 80s children's film and sloth is a, uh, a man with like a droopy eye and not in the food God way, but an actual droopy eye, like a cone head, just like really. And his family calls him a mongoloid, like his family. That's where they like, ah, you, you know, and he turns out to be the hero of the film. I got to say, I love the Goonies. I know that's very typical for a white dude, but I love the Goonies, uh, sloth and chunk were my favorite. Like I used to have a chunk and Sloth shirt. I mean, like it goes deep, my love for, and I said like, um, You know, and and somebody pointed out, or somebody left a comment on my Instagram, not on a post about Chunkerslaw saying, like, well, I can't believe you said uh, Mongoloid in this week's episode. And then somebody underneath, and I I was asleep, so I didn't even see the comment. And then I. I saw the second comment of Lady go, he did? He called somebody a mongoloid? And then the person, yes, he did. And I was like, wait a sec, what did I do? Because I talked so much and I'm like, fuck, did I, am I going around calling people? Because I it was a Salt Lake City episode and I'm like, who in Salt Lake City was I calling a mongoloid and why the F would I do that? And then I remember I did a little intro in the beginning where I talked about Chung and Sloth and I don't know why I did, but I did. And I called uh, Sloth a mongoloid. And the lady that I I dealt with, because I was DMing with her and and it was a very friendly conversation. And I said, I I showed her a picture of Sloth. I said, this is, you know, who this is. This is how he was, you know, and she's like, okay, well, that makes more sense, but it's still offensive. And I was like, yeah, and it will. And I don't think she was from America. She's like, do people over there call people mongoloids? And I was like, no, I, I – I, no, they don't. Like, they absolutely don't. I like – it is not a normal thing and I don't proudly go around calling people mongoloids or – I really don't. Like I want to make that very clear and I want to – that's why I said – I will mention it on the podcast because I want to make sure I'm, I'm not – like I love Sloth. I don't think of him as a mongol. I, I don't even know. Like I, I don't want to get too deep into this because I know it's a little silly but I do want to say is like I'm not – God, I don't even know. I was about to say, I'm pro-Mongol, but I I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to make... But I I do want to say is that I would never purposely call somebody that. I don't use that in my vernacular every week. I was speaking specifically of sloth, and I will... Uh, choose my words better when I speak of sloth in the future, but I like him very much. And I sloth, i I love you. You know,
2: everyone loves sloth and everyone loves Goonies, but like, look, your approach, but that's a teachable
1: goonies. moment. But, but, fe- but, that reminded me, <laughs> yeah. I really sat there and thought of like, where in the episode and why the fuck would I call somebody? am like, I literally sat there with it. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? You know, like I'm, I said, this is what happens when you just don't think about things that you say. And I really sat there and thought about it. So what I'm saying, basically that whole long story to say, like, well, Paige could have really done chosen one thing. I was like, think about it. Apologize, which and I'm, I don't even mean in this kind of cancel culture environment that we're all in. Like, that seems to be a really basic thing. I don't think anybody was threatening page with her job. And I'm, I'm bummed that that reality show group got shut down. Uh, if it was just that when you bring the other things into play, then that is kind of like shady and and not good. And and nobody, I don't think they're, I don't know. We've had all this shit with the president and Twitter. I don't, I think if you're calling, if you're calling people a certain word or something like that, I personally, there's no place in my life for that at all. And I don't know. And I feel like we embolden people when we let that kind of I don't know. You know, like I, I keep thinking about censorship and I don't, you know, like I, I'm like, where do you draw? Like, do we let people say the N word just so we can make it a teachable moment? Like, I don't think that's the answer. And I get that everybody wants to then cry censorship and cancel culture. But like, can't we all agree at this point? I feel like I've had this argument or I've heard this argument now every day, like from when I was born to now and we still haven't learned from it, you know? Like, I was listening yeah. to somebody of like, oh, well, rap people still can say it. Like, are you, you don't, like, ownership of something is different than, like, I don't know. I, I, anyways, I, I can't really speak intelligently. Are you, do you have more thoughts about this? And I'm, do you have more thoughts I, about this? No, but I'm mean, like, your approach to
2: the sloth mongoloid situation is exactly, no, but, like, that's exactly how I think everyone should approach it. It's like, okay, someone calls you out, damn, didn't realize, you know, thank you and let me move on and I think if they had just done that instead of like scrubbing they, they immediately scrubbed the episode cut that section out of the episode and then you know deleted that episode from their Instagram page and then just ignored, ignored, ignore it ignore it I think if they had just been like oh damn you guys got it that's fucked up all that other shit behind it wouldn't come out but the fact that I think they kept trying to just like ignore it then people were like Oh, and then you guys did this and then you guys did this and it just like snowballed into like now you got to shut the Facebook group down.
1: Well, I think – and also the the other interesting thing and I think this is true. Like everybody is – I think when like – when I heard that thing on my my comment of this, like my immediate uh, thought goes to like, oh, somebody wants to fight with me because that's kind of where we're at in a lot of ways, not because, but just, just this climate the last year is that everything is so fraught, you know, like, you know, when I was talking about the Emotionally Broken Psychos Facebook group, I mean, that took like a year and a half, two years to like shut its way down, you know, not something that's like relatively newer. I think just things are speeding up. Like we were talking about in the beginning of so many events keep happening and happening. So everybody's prepared for a fight at all times so there it really makes it hard to kind of have any learning because everybody has these walls up of like i know i'm a good person i know it i know i'm a good person why would you question that and it's like well you can still be an amazing person and do things that are wrong right i but i think that's i mean like I, I, i don't I do,
2: like, I don't, like, hello, I'm definitely far from perfect. I know I do things wrong.
1: And that brings us to the Kiki, what she does wrong segment of the <laughs> the show, which is, what if I just start peppering you? In 2005, your high school friend, yeah. <laughs> no, that's,
2: like, my worst fear. I'm like, oh, my God, when is my canceling moment? Because it's going to come, right? It's like, well,
1: take we it on me, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to get fucking canceled for slots from the Goonies, somebody that I've loved all my life. And now I have to make a statement about slot. Like, I was like literally going down this rabbit hole of like, Oh fuck. How do I even explain this? And my mom won't understand. she'll be like, you love the Goonies. I go, oh, I know mom, I know. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, and I, and I do want to Hannah has been on this show before. I've never had any kind of interaction with Paige, uh, but I, like, I want to say, I liked all of them, even doofy, um, um, Kyle, you know, like I like. I mean, I like them even for their faults. They were fun to watch, you know. Like I'm still hopefully going to enjoy Summer House. Like I don't, I don't think this is. And also, I just find it interesting ignoring something because I don't think Paige stands for that. Like I don't think she's like, well, I am the face of racism, and I'm going to come out right now. And and this is, I I had a big plan, but now I guess it's out because of Bridgerton. You know, like I don't think that was the. But I think that's another thing is that we just don't think anymore and we just want to fight and react instead of like walking through things. Um, I don't know. So I, I'm interested to see – I would – I like I don't know. Maybe I – I don't think Hannah would even answer, but I would be interested. I would be interested to hear what goes through somebody's mind when they're called out, you know, when you're actually on a bigger platform. Like I'm small beans. I like. I, I got a podcast and an Instagram account. Like what happens when you have so many voices coming at you and I'm not, I don't want to – I'm not trying to sympathize, but I just want to know what happens in somebody's mind. Do you panic? Like, is it is it like eighty hundred times more than what I did with Sloth? Is it just like a fuck, fuck, fuck? I'm going to screw up everything that I've ever, which I imagine Army Hammer is going through right now because he's a cannibal of like, fuck. I threw away. I'm. I just literally threw away my whole career. You know,
2: which is why I purposely put in my post. This is not meant to be a canceling moment and a teachable one. Because like, look, I'm still going to watch Summer House. I'm not going to not watch Summer House because of this situation. I just want to watch Summer House and know that, like, the people that I'm watching are, like, cool peeps that, like, I would want to be friends with.
1: Yes. Like, at this point, (laughs) like, I'll... Never fucking watch a reality show with David Duke, one of the members of the Ku Klux Klan. Because he ruined that for me. I'm like, you know what? I don't need even if he's like a fun family guy, I don't need to watch that. Like he doesn't yeah. my and I and I I will say, like, I'm a very sophisticated, talented TV watcher. I'm able to process complex emotions that I see on the screen, and I'm able to filter that through my own personal uh, experience. And I'm able to usually come up on something that I'm pretty happy with. And I'll do that with any you give me a show, I'll process it. You know, like you were actually yeah. talking about Jersey Shore. Shore on your, this is why you got to follow her, you guys, on Instagram today. I even watched Jersey Shore, and I was fascinated. She was actually highlighting a another Reddit thing, I think, uh, about Jersey Shore. Somebody, a producer, doing an AMA, and then what happened at the wedding, potentially at uh, Angelina's wedding. Which, if you guys aren't watching Jersey Shore, it was kind of interesting because the girls came up and gave a brides bridesmaid speech that was like went over horribly because they were making fun of uh, I think Long Island girls or something, and or Jersey girls in the Jersey trash or as, Staten Island dump. Yeah. And I was finding, so I learned about that. I had no clue that stuff exists and you really are a great one-stop shop. The question I do have though, is that, is it frustrating as a black woman and, and just to uh, let the cat out of the bag, she is a black woman. Um, is it frustrating then like you, it's hard because you get a lot of, of course she would say that she's black. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you get that ever? And like, is that sometimes frustrating? Because it's like, I have a feeling you'd point this stuff out even if you were, wh- you know what I'm, you know, like,
2: yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten that perspective yet. Um, oh, fuck. I I'm, think- I'm the
1: first one. <laughs> I, I just, I didn't know. No, no, no. <laughs> It's not like to my face. I'm sure people
2: have said that to themselves. I like nobody is with You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: up. is that like something that like bothers you of like, well, I can't fucking like, like, I guess you don't have to deal because nobody's saying that. So obviously you're not dealing with that. It was just one of those things I'm like, do you ever get that from people and is that exhausting?
2: I think what's – yeah. I mean I think what's more exhausting is people expecting me to be on the same page as them all the time just because like other black people are on it because like I'm necessarily – I might not agree with certain things in certain situations. Like right now, again, I'm having this whole issue with this Kelly Dodd. I don't even know how to feel about Kelly Dodd right now. I just it's wait, weird. wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay. Explain because I have I did a Patreon episode about Real Housewives of Orange County last week's episode, and I really I'm I'm not going to say what I said, but I'm really curious what you're about to say about Kelly Dodd.
2: I just you know like okay, let me preface this with like. Back, let's go back to her like in front of nice guys years ago tmz caught her on oh camera. yes
1: tell everybody what she did this is great not great you know it's she's horrifying. drunk
2: in front of nice guys and somebody said something like oh are you you know dating a black guy and she's like what i don't even know any black guys and it was just like this really nasty moment of just like she just came off really nasty
1: ignorance yes
2: and Here's the thing. I have no idea if she ever tried to apologize for that. Like, I I just didn't follow her close enough to know if she ever addressed it or just tried to, again, ignore it, which most people do. And then we get into, like, this season with, like, her behavior towards the pandemic and all of that. I said I wasn't going to watch OC. I ended up going over to my friend's house who watches all Real Housewives. And, like, I ended up watching the entire season of OC. I just didn't, like, talk about it. But then I was like... <laughs> Damn it. What like, are you doing
1: right now, Kiki? Nothing. Nothing. I'm not watching OC. <laughs> I can tell you that much. That's definitely not what I'm doing right now.
2: Exactly. Like, the morning after, I'd be like, oh, I got this great meme. And I'd be like, oh, no. I can't do <laughs> it. You Everyone is fucking know. almost to Kelly Duff <laughs> <me>. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, and then I, I did get drunk and go live one night on like New Year's on Christmas Eve, and then told like the eleven people who were watching me that I I had secretly been watched. So eleven people knew. On that the I had been eve of the them. birth of Christ is the
1: moment to <laughs> let that out, yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> but it was like as I was watching the season and just seeing how she was, I was like, fuck, like she's actually like the like the least problematic person right now in the
1: season. Okay, that. You just, I guys, I like I said, I have a Patreon. I do, I did every every episode of OC, and this past week, I, me and my friend Emily, who I do it with, I literally said, I don't know if this is COVID speaking. I don't know if I'm, but I'm starting to agree with Kelly Dodd and I don't know what is wrong with me and I don't, I need to know if I'm, I I just, I'm so disappointed in myself, but she's starting to say things and they're making sense to me and what do I do and I don't know, like I know, I said, Bronwyn's on the social side of everything I believe, but then I see her behavior and I don't like her and I know I'm, and she's friends with my actual, some friends from the Bravo universe, what do I do because I don't, I'm looking with my eyes and I just don't believe certain things she's saying, but she lines up politically with me, but then Kelly Dodd, I hate everything but then i believe her like what do i do with this i mean that's it exactly like i i was like but i mean but she kind of did make some sense like even if you're ignorant about certain things shows it goes to show you you're not ignorant about everything
2: she legitimately said when her and Rick are talking about their wedding, which is the same exact date as Cynthia's wedding, she goes, Four, ten, ten. Four what ten are we ten going to do about this wedding? And he's like, look, it's like a pandemic. Like, if we have to just have, like, a couple
1: of close people, let's do it. Where it's like,
2: Cynthia's like, no, I want three. More! <laughs>
1: more! Yeah. More! <laughs> I think I almost got close to an invite. I don't know her, you know? She's like, <laughs> last name's Bailey. Let's get him on there. Um, but that's what I... I like last night, which by the way, it was a horrendous finale. It could, be, it could have been way better in the sense of like, it was an actual good, not a good season. It was just once you accepted, it was like insane. You found, I found pockets of enjoyment in it. Or just if you accepted, like, I was like, oh, this is so off the rails that it's like, Elizabeth is off the rail. Like, you're just like, this is such a mess. Um, but I found myself with Rick and Kelly where I literally was like, Oh, I think they, they're they going to make it. That's like a good co- like I, I And I know Veronica, Rick's daughter, she's come on a couple of times and has been always amazing. Um, But I actually started to like them as a couple. And it went against everything that I... Like all that shit that Kelly Dodd, I want to remind people she wore an all lives, all wives, all like drunk wives matter hat at her bachelorette party that she says somebody gave... Like she had so many things that she like, I don't know. I'm so stupid. I did it. I got, you know, like... But then then I watched this and I was like, okay, there are aspects of what she's saying that I agree with. And then you pair that with Bronwyn who did everything before the show correctly in terms of social media, in terms of presenting something that I was on the side of. And then I watch her on the show and she's a – and also she's going through fighting alcoholism. So – which I was like, well, I wish she she had maybe like – took this season off to to deal with this. But what I'm watching on the show with my eyes and ears is kind of a mess when it comes to her. And I don't really understand how she tries to explain things because I'm seeing how she treats Sean, the kids, you know, her alcoholism. Like, if she had ended after the first episode when she says, I'm when I'm an alcoholic, and then that was, like, that was her last episode of the season, she would have been a hero. Like, she yeah. would have been, like, a fuck. Like, whoa, that's amazing. I'll see you next season. But instead, we got this person that seems like so me, me, me. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, it was, uh, is that yeah, bad no, to say? Is that, I mean, like.
2: It was really, yeah. I, I was like, here I am, like, posting about her in my IG life while I'm not really watching the show. But, you know, she's coming out. I'm like doing celebrating. Doing amazing things, things. Doing amazing like she, even, things. Even, like, I remember when this, there was, like, this, like, I think this black homeless guy in OC who got shot. And she was immediately on live. Like, she was in real life doing these real life things. So I'm like, how can I not support this? But then it's like, when I then watch the show, I'm like. I don't know what's happening
1: here. I don't know what's happening here. Well, cause then I was like, okay, if you just, uh, and by the way, do you have 15 more minutes? Are you good? Of course. Okay. So it is, you know, we, all we can go on is what we see, read and hear, right? Like, so what was presented on this show? Like you started to kind of like understand Kelly and like you started to understand, see why people were frustrated with Bronwyn. You started to under, and there is a thing where I started to think with Bronwyn was that she is, manipulating the media like there is I think she really is on the right side of social justice issues I think she speaks about it very clearly or whoever she's heard speak about it and she's parroted and I think she really believes this stuff and I think that's a really amazing thing but then there's a whole nother thing is that I do believe she's hired paparazzi I do I I mean they don't like I watched her on watch what happens live last night I don't know if you caught it but she was like well Kelly Dodd doxed me and so now just paparazzi are just camped out I'm like You, unfortunately, are the least popular housewife on OC, according to just your social media statistics. You know, is that like, honestly, and that's just not me trying to be snarky. That's just the fact. Um, Nobody is camping outside your house. Uh, I hate to disagree with you, but it's just not the reality. So you posting a photo of you or like TMZ, Sean and you at a sex shop. It's like I get I don't even know what you're trying to say because you've literally said having sex like the thought of having sex with a man disgusts you which i i i would hate for any like any girl that has thought that about me multiple times but like why would then why would then you want to post that because all i'm thinking of like ah oh, poor sean like you know he knows you're disgusted by the thought of having sex with him and now you're having to buy toys to like i mean, like what is go- like it, it led me down this really dark thought pattern i'm like what are you even trying to tell us that I think you're trying to tell us like me and Sean are good. I'm buying toys with them. See, you know? <laughs> yeah,
2: I when, think so too. And that's, and I get it. Like you have to, you're always in a role, even when you're not on the screen, once you become this public persona and, or but, at least for some, for a lot of people you are. And so I think she's like taking this role and trying to,
1: I don't know what she's trying but to show. I don't know what she's trying to show, but also I noticed too, is that she's one of the first people that she's, really gone out of her way to have relationships with other housewives of other series. Like she's went out of her way. She's traveled like three or four times during a pandemic to see Heather gay in Utah Uh, Carrie Brittany, Brittany ham from Dallas. Like she's really formed. and Monique, She's like close. Oh yes. She's formed very close relationships with other housewives. She's still very friendly with Tamara, which sometimes now I'm just looking at as like, is this a chess game to make sure you get another season? What are you trying to ingratiate yourself with the housewives? Even though the fans don't like overall love you. I even think about, and I know that Stark, I brought this up on the show before, but a lot of my fellow, uh, my fellow memers on Instagram, (laughs) they have personal relationships with her. They actually have real friendships and say how amazing she is. I don't know that personally because I'm not personal. I've always wanted to interview her and I still do. But just from what I'm seeing, that's what I put together, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I totally agree. But – Yeah, but she does have relationships with like a lot of other cast members that I do really like. So I have to think between like the people that she's friends with that I'm like, well, if they like you, then I feel like I would like you too. Combined with she's my birthday twin. We have the exact same birthday. I'm like, oh, I know. I'm like, I can't like. I ha- I, it seems like I should love you in every say se- every way, but why am I not loving this season? Well, of you?
1: I think that's just. I mean, then I was even making excuses of like, well, that's you know somebody dealing with their first year of being, uh, you know, like with dealing with alcoholism. I mean, which is a very brave thing, and I applaud that. I think it comes like, and I'm also applaud her coming out. I think that's like fucking like yes, everybody do like really be love who you want to love. I think though, when you see that with Sean, though, it pains me because I was like. Sean's being gaslit into thinking he's like a horrible communicator when every time Sean's opens his mouth, he's able to speak super clearly where I fully understand what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like Bronwyn wants, you know, Bronwyn wants it all, but then doesn't like want to give anybody else anything unless it's what she desperately wants to, to be doing. Sean
2: just needs to get on Hinge. There's so many women out there that want to take care of that man right now, or
1: even dudes. Like get who I don't care who if I, you. Uh, whatever, I don't yeah. care. Like I mean, like the th- that's what I said. Oh, that's what I said on the pre. I said we need to start a GoFundMe for Sean where we get him like a high class prostitute, like a lady, like a like a sex worker, like okay. you know, like a high class one. Like we let him, we let him choose one night. You don't like because Bronwyn says it'll heartbreak it if he falls in love. This will just be like a one night thing. Like, Sean can bring his statement necklaces. Like, everybody can have fun. Like, I want Sean to be happy. I want that for him. I want him to know that I appreciate him. And that's horrible. Ryan, cut this out. Um, uh, Is there anything else that we have? Okay, we covered covered Southern Charm. We covered Atlanta. We uh, covered uh, Real Housewives of Orange County. We talked a little bit about Vanderpump Rules. We talked a little bit about Dallas. Um, I actually did – I wouldn't say enjoy, but I'm I'm going to continue watching Dallas. Are you going to continue watching Dallas?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I am. I'm trying to decide if I want to go back and watch season four because that's the only season I haven't watched. But everyone was that was, was that toxic. last season? Yeah,
1: it, I gotta tell you, that's when I started watching Dallas. Then I went back and watched the other Dallas. It the Leanne Locken stuff. It really was uh, disturbing how she was speaking about Carrie. Is that not? Is yeah, Carrie. Uh, Carrie. I was yeah. thinking about Carrie. I was even like, whoa, like. This is wild. Like, why would you ever think this was okay to say on, like, with somebody with a camera right there? Even if you felt this way, where is that part of you that thought this was okay to, like, that's what I don't get too, is that these people love, like, Leanne Locken loves her Instagram, loves her Facetune, loves the attention. Why would you ever do anything to risk that even if you believed it? Did you think everybody was going to be on your side and be like, yeah, what's up with these quote unquote proud Mexicans, you know? Well, because it's not even like she doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. That's the problem. She's like
2: comfortable with saying it because she's like that's a normal thing to say. Like,
1: that's bizarre. Um, well, I guess was so so Yeah.
2: So I don't know if I should go back and watch it. Is
1: what <laughs> you're saying? <laughs> so okay. Finally, Salt Lake City. What? How you? How you liking it? You liking it? I you- mean,
2: I love it. I mean, I still, I still love every single cast member. Heather is still my favorite. Heather is sure. the
1: fucking heart of that show
2: yeah she I has love- in a
1: moment every episode that like makes me go like like last night it was in the tubs and she was talking about you know um talking she was she's so emotionally honest she said you yes. know what jen the thing is is that like I, what i'm scared about is that you know you're gonna go over to meredith and lisa the cool girls and i'm gonna lose out on a friendship and like that is so fucking relatable how many of us have thought like you know there's other cooler people out there than me and I hope my friend doesn't fall in love with that friend group and then I lose that friend because I'm not as cool like
2: yeah like she says all the things that we're thinking and that is what is so relatable and like what I love even more is she's saying it in a moment where she doesn't know how the season's actually going to play out right they're still filming so she doesn't know how it's going to be edited she doesn't know how she's going to become the most beloved cast member so she probably legitimately thinks that like the three of them are becoming the cool girls and she's going to look like this. Yeah. like well and like that's what I'm like that's why you're so cool because, like, you're just opening up yes. the, the things. I well, that's,
1: what, that's why I get – you know, it's like you always then have to worry then looking ahead at the second season of, like, somebody believing their own press, kind of like Leah McSweeney in a way, even though I love you, Leah. Uh, you know, but you don't want to buy too much into everybody blowing, gassing you up this much because, like I do, I fall deeper in love with Heather every week and I wonder – that's what I would love to talk to her about is how she's – Handling all of this love, and the thing with Jen was that like she probably thought Jen was one of the cool girls, and like Jen is unfortunately whether it be editor whatever is not having the best. I mean, like in terms of fan reaction, in terms of that, and I think Heather was under the impression she's so loud and beautiful and all that, and everybody's gonna fall in love with her, and mm-hmm. and that's not exact. I like Jen, but that's not exactly happening, you know?
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely like she's being shown as like. So, well, basically, have someone who's fighting someone in every episode. Which, again, you know, we love a little, we love a glass throw in a housewife. We love all of those things. But
1: to do that all in one episode, like she's literally <laughs> every, every episode, she does every everything episode. a housewife could ever you ever possibly wanted them. Yeah, check the box and everything. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's housewife on steroids. Uh, <laughs> like this, she is taking performance enhancing housewife drugs. Um, <laughs> the final thing is Coach Sharif. What do you think of this? I, I posted a Coach Sharif appreciation post last night. Uh, because of the last scene of this. And I had a lot of people in my comments, I noticed fighting half of the people were like, he's a saint cause he has to put up with her. And then half the people going, he is not a good man. He was not at her husband's funeral. He was not at this. What I was saying about the coach Sharif thing, which I want to, is that like, he listened to his wife. He said, I've never heard it spoken like this before. We don't talk about this. This is the most open you've been with me, and I understand now completely, and I'm sorry. And that's the part that I was like, I appreciate a guy or anyone listening and admitting their, their mistake and saying, like, we are so much stronger for this. I will show you. To me, that was so touching, whether it be a male or a female. What did you think?
2: I thought so too. I loved that moment and it made me fall even more in love with him. Me too. what What I love about the relationship is that like, Um, I've had friends who've dated Muslim men and when they did like they weren't they were not allowed to do a lot of things they definitely were not drinking at that time and so he still let Jen live her life which I just think it's like interesting because in that religion a lot of times the man dictates what goes on and so I just think it's cool that he's like look this is my wife this is who she is I'm gonna let her do I'm gonna call her out when I did I don't think it's like she's doing the right thing but I'm still gonna listen and be like I'm not gonna judge you for that and I'm still gonna love you I'm just gonna Tell you what I think you're doing wrong.
1: Is Seth and Meredith legally dead? I don't think (laughs) they have any kind of pulse or heart. I mean, like I honestly, I'm like, what? I get I get drowsy when I watch them. Like they were all Um, kissy face this week, which was like, what a lost opportunity that you guys didn't get her on camera dating. Like what a lost opportunity. They all seem like they're either high, like just stoned or on Xanax. Every scene, like, hey, hashtag blast on that one. Like it's just. I don't – why are they so boring to me?
2: Nobody – like that double date scene, I mean, made me want to gag. Like, look, I'm not into like rom com, so you know I'm all over – like I don't like that anyways. But it was just too sugary sweet and nobody – again, it's the opposite of the authenticity I'm expecting. Like I don't believe your marriage is this good. Give me something. Like
1: come on. No. Well, Lisa even says in that episode of like I was so I was so thankful that they're getting back together because I was starting to worry like if it can happen to them – what about my relationship? Like, and then now this proves that my relationship's amazing. Like, and like, you look at John, or partner, he's another one that's just like dead. I don't think he exists. Like, he doesn't have a heart rate. He's just like, he makes Seth look exciting. Like, John is just like, he seems like a good guy, but just not like fun to watch on TV. Yeah. But you do see when those two ladies are together, you do see Heather's thing of like, those are kind of potentially mean girls. Those are girls that like feel like, of like, Oh, you know, class meets class, like beauty meets beauty. Like, you can tell they both like, I see you. No, I see you, girl. We're doing it right, you know?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I like that kind of behavior. I hate that kind of behavior, you know?
2: Well, I'm sure they're changing their tune now. I mean, it's just like it's a whole like I think what they thought was happening through the season and what's happening after
1: the season is just two different worlds. So. Well, you are fucking delightful and amazing, as always. Like, how do we help you? What is in store in 2021? What are the plans for you? Like, we're still obviously in a pandemic, so we can't really hit... I mean, we can hit career stuff as as hard as we can at this point. But, like, what's your plan for this year? What are you doing? What's artistically...
2: I'm I'm working on a lot of things. All of them are, like, I can't talk about them yet, which is what's weird. So I'm just continuing to plug away on, like, TikTok and Instagram, which... (laughs) One day I'll figure out how to get paid for that stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, somebody, somebody wanted to, somebody wanted to pay me for like an Instagram mention. I was like, what? Like, oh, oh. I was like, I, I was like, I hate it. I, I'd probably have mentioned it for free. Like, I don't even know. Like,
2: I know I'm really bad at it. Yeah. But I am working on some projects that is like I think related to a lot of what you see of what I'm doing, which is kind of like this combination of like. Calling people out, but like you know, keeping it entertainment focused. And um, I love your so. watermark
1: too—the talk of shame with the lips. I love that watermark you're putting on your post. That's really hey, cool. Yeah, my friend it. I think it's it really is very uh, striking and like stays with you. Um, so TikTok, we follow you at the talk of shame. Yes. Instagram, we follow you at talk of shame or the talk of shame the talk of shame the talk of shame and then i guess just pay attention to those places because anything and by the way that's what i'm saying like always is like go to the stories like the posts are great too but the stories have a lot of information too and i always like accounts i like you know is that i think stories sometimes are just like that's where like a lot of the magic is you know so don't skip stories you guys on, on these accounts you like you know like i i don't know there, there are certain things where because i like i have So many things are happening that I forget to sometimes check. And then I was like checking. I was like, damn, this is all good stuff. Like this is really good stuff that I wasn't aware of, you know?
2: Yeah, maybe one day I'll get better about highlights. I'm really bad about the highlights.
1: Dude, I don't – like that's like sometimes like it's just like foreign to me where I'm like, wait, so it has to be in the story. But then you have to move it to highlight. Why can't I move it to highlight? You got It's – yeah. And by the way, I never thought – Middle-aged dude complaining about, like, Instagram, but, like, on it incessantly. (laughs) Um, uh, But, yeah, Kiki, thank you so much. You were just so good at this. You were so fun, fun to talk to. I really appreciate you. And you guys, go out and support Kiki Monique, the talk of shame. Okay, you guys? Okay, good talk. Bye. Bye, Kiki. Bye. Kiki Monique, the talk of shame. Isn't she amazing? You guys, that brings us to another... End of another end of another. Yeah, it's an end of another episode. Uh, I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Uh, I'll see you over on Patreon, all you baddies. Um, Thank you for allowing me to do this as always. And I'm going to leave you with another uh, mashup. Uh, As you can tell, I love mashups. And I had a lot of people request a mashup mix. And I am working on the best way to get that to you as possible. I'm going to leave you with this because this is just kind of the state of the world right now is crazy. So you remember that Gnarls Barkley song crazy from about 15, 16 years ago. So this is Gnarls Barkley crazy, but mixed with Tame Impala's, the less I know the better. Uh, And I just I love uh, Tame Impala. Oh, man, what what a vibe. Um, This is from William Maranci, I think M-A-R-A-N-C-I. I I think mashup artists are true artists, uh, but this is just a beautiful rendition of both songs together. This is like peanut butter and chocolate, and it becomes something greater than the sum of its parts. So enjoy, you guys, and I will talk to you next week. Bye!
0: touches.